0: That's right, you're listening to Money FM 89.3 and it's now time for Market View where we take a look at how the Singapore stock market is likely to close for the day, the biggest movers, sectors and companies to watch. But as always, a quick recap of how we started. Well, Singapore shares opened weaker today following overnight losses in the US and Europe after tech stocks took a beating. In early trade, the Straits Times Index was down 0.8% to 3,204 points after some 83 million securities changed in The broader market, the numbers on the SJX are still firming up, but here's what I have on my screen. The Straits Times Index down 0.86%. We are looking at 3,202 points. In terms of value turnover, that's 888 million Sing dollars. Now gainers trailed losers 268 versus 333. Top 5 movers by value we have here DBS, Singtel, EOB, Yang Zizhang Shipbuilding Sing dollars, and OCBC. Heavily traded securities for the day included MedTex International, C trim and time Beverage. I meanwhile, regional and international headlines are in focus, among which the outlook for India's manufacturing industry after it ended 2023 on a slightly shaky footing. We'll also talk about the outlook for the U.S. market and whether we can expect growth outside of the Magnificent Seven stocks. Now, joining me as we break down the developments is James Chio, Chief Investment Officer, Southeast Asia and India at HSBC Global Private Banking and Wealth. He joins me in the studio. James, welcome.
1: Well, pleasure to be here.
0: Happy New Year as well. Happy New Year. And James, let's start with the Singapore stock market as usual. How did the SDI fare today? Uh, Any surprises when it comes to the biggest movers or the sectors they lie in?
1: Yeah, well, I think uh, the movement of the Singapore market actually took the mood uh, from the US. So it, in, in many ways, it's not very surprising that you know, there's a little bit of a cautiousness in how the market started the, the year. But you have to put into context that uh, a lot of the risk assets, particularly in the US, have run up significantly over the last two months. So yeah. some profit taking, I think, uh, certainly looks like it's happening.
0: Right. And I know you focus a lot on India as well, James, uh, being a bright spot. Uh, but if we look at India's manufacturing industry, it ended 2023 on a slightly shaky footing. Factory growth decelerated to an 18-month low uh, in December, pressured by a weaker rise in new orders and output. But that being said, uh, it remains in an expansionary mode. Manufacturers upbeat about the coming year. So what's your take? on India's manufacturing sector for 2024?
1: Yeah, if you break down that reading uh, 54.9 in terms of uh, India manufacturing PMI, yeah. it's still at expansion mode. Uh, it's slowing down in terms of momentum. But mm. if you look and you look under the hood, a lot of the input prices are actually stabilising. So that's good for uh, corporate uh, India in which margins can actually be uh, fairly uh, healthy going forward. But I think importantly uh, in India, uh, India is uh, going through a, a kind of a manufacturing upgrade. So yeah. you, you know that in, in the years ahead uh, more and more parts of your iPhones are going to be made in India so that's going to be quite a, a big deal uh, and of course uh, the strength is not just mm. in manufacturing of goods but in the service exports which has fivefold uh, in just 2023 alone so I think that's something to watch out for because a mm. lot of professional services are going to be uh, outsourced uh, to India and I think that's going to be a trend that will continue on mm. uh, in the years ahead. Sounds
0: a little bit like the China Plus One and the diversification of supply chains as well. But from an investment perspective, James, what does it mean for the retail investor in the street then?
1: Yeah, well, I think investors cannot uh, ignore India when it comes to Asia investing because the past decade or so, many investors have looked to China as the main source of uh, Asia exposure. But I think increasingly uh, there is a need to diversify and I think diversifying to India, but also ASEAN. I think that's going to be quite important. And if you have, if you look through the last ten years, uh, the track record uh, in t- terms of uh, Indian equities, I think on a risk adjusted basis, I think it's quite very very strong. And I think it's much stronger than that of uh, China in that case.
0: Mm, and speaking of China, let's take a look at China. We are seeing signs that. Uh Beijing is trying to tam down a backlash against uh, harsh new gaming regulations that triggered an 80 billion US dollar route. How would you read into this and what is really needed from the authorities' side to convince investors to stay in the game, pun intended, and also to uh, continue investing in the likes of Tencent?
1: Yeah, well, I think taking a step back, uh, this regulation and uncertainty associated with it has a lot uh, been priced in. And recently what we've seen the kind of the snapback in in terms of some of these gaming stocks, it has to do with uh, over-pessimism. And if you get mm-hmm. a little bit of good news, you get a big snapback up. So that's what we are witnessing right now. It's hard to kind of put a direction towards where uh, regulatory uncertainty will go. But I think um, my general sense is that uh, a lot of the bad news, pessimism, uh, has already been the price. So I think what's important for investors is to look at companies with uh, solid earnings. And I think valuation-wise, it's been very beaten down already.
0: Right. If you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with James Chiu, Chief Investment Officer, Southeast Asia and India at HSBC, Global Private Banking and Wealth. And uh, James, let's talk a little bit about tech stocks. If we look at Apple, down nearly 3.6% to a seven-week low in the previous session after Barclays downgraded uh, the shares on demand concerns entering into 2024. Now, on the flip side, if we look at Samsung, things are more exciting there because we've got the uh, Galaxy S24 launch later this month. It's also set to include AI capabilities in smartphones. Uh, Weighing the excitement and concerns about demand and where the tech industry is concerned, what do you think is the outlook then in the longer term?
1: Well, I think the outlook for the tech sector is still going to be extremely uh, robust and strong. Um, You are going to see, I think, a kind of a revival, especially this year on the kind of electronic cycle, which has been very much uh, uh, very weak over the last two years. And of course, with uh, Samsung introducing their new phones, I think that would kind of reinvigorate uh, some demand there. Um, And of course, um, uh, it's not surprising for some pullback in some of the big tech stocks, given where and how hard they have run Uh, And if you do get uh, some stabilisation or even some uh, pickup in interest rates uh, in terms of uh, sentiment, uh, that would actually bring some uh, kind of consolidation in the tech stock. But I think long run, definitely, I think tech sector would still continue
0: to look good. Mm, And speaking of tech, uh, James, get ready for a very loaded question over here. I know you talked about the Magnificent Seven stocks quite a lot. Uh, They were what drove most of the uh, S&P 500's gains uh, last year. But market watchers say that entering 2024 is going to be a a year of transition into a new economic order. Before I get ahead of myself, what exactly are we talking about when we talk about a year of transition? Does it mean that companies are more likely to go into bankruptcy amid higher rates? Um, what are we talking about here?
1: Well, I think first and foremost, uh, the Super 7 is really grouping the the 7 kind of winners uh, yeah. alongside that whole AI trend. And, and clearly, the reason why markets have kind of... Uh, place such importance on them, it's really because of the earnings growth that they are going to enjoy as well as uh, the the tech capabilities that they can be able to tap on on the AI. So that's why they are grouped uh, uh, as as the the Super 7s. But I think going forward uh, this year, um, you're going to see a broadening out of growth. And if we do get a soft landing scenario, um, that whole innovation, the the whole uh, benefits of AI will not just Mm. be limited to these seven companies. there, There could be companies in the healthcare sector, in the financial sector, or even industrial sector that could use some of these uh, AI technology to improve their businesses uh, and improve their profit outlook. I think those companies can also do very well. So I think it's very important in 2024 that uh, my suspicion is that uh, it's not just all about Super 7. Mm. There will be more uh, quality companies that will come along the way that could benefit from this technology. And also, I think importantly, um, it's also important to look at uh, selective companies that will benefit uh, from this environment. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be slower growth, but you you will get uh, winners along the way.
0: Mm. And don't mind me asking this, James. I was coming from a slightly different perspective. If we are seeing that this year, a lot of uh, stock gains were driven by the Magnificent Seven, thanks to uh, Generative AI. And next year, we're seeing that 2024 is a year of transition. We are seeing companies uh, holding on to higher rates and then perhaps going for some restructuring, perhaps more bankruptcy. Are we still going to see gains uh, broadening or will gains still be limited to the big guys then, given the challenging environment that firms are operating in?
1: Yeah, well, I think the, the the big seven would still enjoy very strong gains, but I think uh, there will be uh, people, I mean, there will be companies that would play uh, the catch up. So I think that's uh, roughly the context. And also it's very important also to note that uh, we are going to be in an environment in which perhaps sometime this year interest rates are going to fall. And so, clearly, uh, that would be a reprieve for companies that are highly indebted. And also, remember, uh, last year, Mm. back in March, we had a kind of banking stress. So, at the time, uh, I mean, the leverage was high, interest rates was was ratcheting up. So, uh, I think uh, that sort of episode uh, did not bring the world economy mm. down. So it's, I mean, it's hard to tell whether yep. will we get such a shock again, but it shows a certain resilience in the mm. global economy. And given the interest rates are on the way down, um, it looks like this year, it should be a better year.
0: Okay, we're getting the jobs report and all that. And hopefully all the numbers, all the stars align for that soft landing. And just wanted to end the conversation very quickly talking about Mickey Mouse because it's something fun to end up the conversation a steamboat Willie, which is the first Disney movie to feature Mickey, entered the public domain under US law on Monday, 95 years from the initial release. And now we've seen two new indie horror films Starring the beloved character just 24 hours after the initial copyright expired, any thoughts on the importance of IP protection for big names the likes of Walt Disney and others on the US exchange?
1: Well, I think it's interesting uh, on this uh, issue of uh, Mickey Mouse. Uh, well, Mickey Mouse has been around for almost a, a century. and yeah. such. It's so iconic. <laughs> Um, but but I, I think uh, people would know and associate what Mickey Mouse represents, uh, especially from a Walt Disney's perspective. Mm. But as this uh, uh, kind of uh, IP is being used by other uh, users, uh, I, I think it would spark uh, a certain different interpretation. So you get a lot more creativity that could go either way, but people would know what uh, Mickey Mouse from this name would actually represent.
0: Yeah, I suppose 100 years is enough time for people to associate Mickey Mouse with what it represents initially. Uh, thanks a lot, James. That was James Chiu, Chief Investment Officer, Southeast Asia and India at HSBC Global Private Banking and Wealth. Thank you very much for joining us. Pleasure, is mine. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.